Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen and the start of a nice, lovely new series on this. The Nonsense Show in the middle of the week, because that's exactly what Morgan Hasn't Seen is. <laughs> that's what I think it is, Janine, I don't know about you. I mean, I would call it a bit nonsense. We are slightly, if not majorly, ridiculous at times. So Generally. Yeah. Generally, I think it's on yes, brand, and I, I, I'm okay with that. Um, of course. Of course. Who, who wouldn't be okay with that? I don't know. I don't know. Morons. Morons wouldn't be okay with that, Janine. Yes. Um, if, you, if you are listening to this and you don't think a bit of silliness in the middle of the week is appreciated, then I'm sorry. Moron. Moron. <laughs> Straight up moron. No. No holds barred. No mercy, Janine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a joke. It's not. It wasn't a very good joke, because I thought it was perfect. <laughs> because um, today we start a new series on Morgan hasn't seen. It is our well, it's a franchise series on the show, and we haven't done a franchise on the show for a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. So really exciting. I love when we can delve into a kind of world of films for a little yeah. while. Expose okay. you to another <laughs> big group of films that you've missed that are all somewhat related. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, they are all related, yes. aren't they? Because they're in the same franchise. Yes. What is that franchise we're doing? The Karate Kid. Yes, because Morgan hasn't seen The Karate Kid. Morgan has now, in fact, seen the first Karate Kid movie. The original, 1984, and all that good stuff. So that's what we're talking about today. Yay! Yay! I mean, people will probably be mad at me for this one. You know, people tend to be mad at me when it comes to the franchise ones, don't they? Because they tend to be the biggest movies we cover yeah i mean i think the the terminator was a pretty big one that people were yeah, people hated me. <laughs> coming for you people were coming people were coming for me with the uh with with the terminator one and i'm sure people will come for me with uh with this one as well because look there's some sort of weird i don't think it's a, a, a weird fascination but there's a weird thing in the movie world, uh, where everybody seems to insist that all human beings should have watched every relatively large movie from the 1980s ever. Um, and if you haven't, then... There's something wrong with you. <laughs> there's something wrong with you. You get stripped of your film lover's card because some people are a little bit gatekeepy like that, aren't they? Yes, yes. But then I always like to come back at, at those... Uh, types of people who who say that kind of thing. Not the people that question why I haven't seen The Karate Kid, but the que the, the type of people um, that are very gatekeepy and all that business. I like to come back at them with, well, movies didn't start in 1977 with Star Wars. There was actually decades and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades before that of good movies that you don't even remotely think are real. So... Shut up, I you like person. That. That's, that's, a, that's a good comeback. <laughs> I think it is a good comeback. It's like, well, you've never seen one of the greatest movies of all time, which I'm trying to think of, because there's many, there's many from that particular era. Janine, name a phenomenal old movie from the 30s. 
Watched off a the lot top of, of your them. head. <laughs> off the top of my. Off the head. top of your head. Oh my gosh, the pressure. <laughs> uh, meet John Doe. <laughs> meet John Doe. There you go, Frank Capra. Frank Capra movies. No, no, they've never seen a Frank Capra movie, Janine, because they only care about the Karate Kid. Yes. They only care, and there's nothing wrong with caring about the Karate Kid, as we are going to get into now. Now, also, preface, 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 as some people like to pronounce it, I can't say the word karate correctly, because that's how I pronounce it, and I know it's supposed to be said with a long A in the middle, I can't do it. So I'm going to say karate throughout this whole series. So if you don't like that, then I hope you have fun anyway. And just think, berate I, me for pronunciation reasons. I think people just like listening to your accent and your voice regardless. So I think it'll be I'm fine. I'm not sure about that one. Anyway, anyway, the Karate Kid, Janine, it is a fairly huge movie if, if you ask movie lovers in general i think but why does everybody love this one so much um i think everyone can relate to a good underdog story Uh, i think that has a a big portion to do with why people love this franchise um you know being kind of the fish out of water and then finding something that uh gives you confidence and makes you feel good about yourself and kind of defeating the bullies of the world uh so yeah i think that's a kind of universally appreciated story theme defeating bullies is pleasant to be fair yeah I, I do care for that um i mean you know i love a are. good come up and story <laughs> you do you do but i mean the 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 bullies in this movie the the cobra kai people as it were um aren't necessarily kind of entirely evil themselves. It's more the teacher. Yes, and I think they do a really good job of making that point. Um, you know, Mr. Miyagi does says there's no no such thing as a bad student. There's only a bad teacher. Yeah. Um, and so it's it a kind good of, point. Yeah, and it kind of just shows that juxtaposition of him as a teacher compared to Kreese as a teacher. Um, and like, even you get these moments of these kids kind of being hesitant to want to do the things that he's trying to make them do. So, you know, it's kind of all him and maybe they are kids who have a little bit of a lack of direction. So they're pretty well moldable by, um, this kind of, uh, sinister sensei. Crease on his weird power trip. Yes. Of just wanting to enact his weird agenda on all the people. I mean, look, there's there are good elements to what the Cobra Kai, I think, are about, which is why I'm quite excited that we're actually going to be watching uh, the show as well. Yeah. For a little, a little side thing that we're doing. It's not going to be in this main series of Morgan Hasn't Seen, but we are going to be doing some... Uh, just doing some conversations, doing yeah, some videos. Some on fun the, um, discussions on the YouTube channel. The It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. So yes, exactly. Like, share, subscribe. Good stuff. <laughs> um, we are going to be doing stuff on, on, on Cobra Kai there. But I quite like how... Well, I quite like how they have a very ruthless, athletic attitude. Because I like <laughs> that in my sports and that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, when you're in sporting competition... 
I think you have to be absolutely ruthless. You can't be all like, oh, well, we might win this game, but we'll go easy on them because they're not very good. It's like, no, if you are absolutely dominant, destroy them, you know? (laughs) Destroy the opponent, not physically, not in their life, which is where sometimes in the Karate Kid, you know, you get a bit of unnecessary real-life bullying. Like, it's fine to bully them in a sporting sense. Like, absolutely dominate them in the karate tournament if you want to, because that's separate completely. But, like, don't throw them down a hill and punch them in the face and steal the bike (laughs) or break the bike or (laughs) shout at them for no good real reason, weirdos. Or do, like, illegal moves that, like, you know are going to injure them. Yeah, that was evil. I didn't care for that. Didn't didn't care for didn't care for the purposeful injury at all, really. Um but at least the guy who did it was apologetic afterwards because he's just terrified of his own teacher. Yeah. That's the point there, isn't it? That's the finale of the movie anyway, Ginny. Yes, we're kind of skipping ahead. Uh, So kind of what were your expectations going into this movie? Because I feel like you had kind of a preconceived idea, which, you know, most times you you never really do. But but considering this is kind of a big iconic pop culture type series, I'm sure this was an instance where you did go into it with some kind of idea of what you were thinking. Yes. Look, obviously, I I know how the story plays out. I knew that pretty much in entirely you know there's this evil villainous dojo and then there's danny and mr miyagi training on their own being all like oh i'm the plucky underdog kid you know who enters the fancy big karate tournament and isn't supposed to win but does win with that weird flying kick nonsense yeah great i don't understand how he's even done i'm just can't you just hold your arms up in a weird way, and, and stand on one leg, and then go, ha! I'm, I'm doing yeah. an impression of it now, <laughs> but I am doing it. It's like a crane. I believe it's like a crane style. So, you know, cranes stand on one leg like that. Oh, like a crane like a bird? Yes. Oh, not like a crane like a construction, <laughs> like, piece of construction no, equipment? N- a no. construction vehicle? <laughs> no, a no. crane like the bird. <laughs> okay. Well, you could call it the flamingo or is that a bit too yeah, jazzy? Yeah, that's a little too fancy. <laughs> Not too fancy. What's this called? It's the flamingo. The flamingo. It doesn't kick. sound like a karate move, does it really? No. Um, but yes, I believe that was the crane kick. Okay. It's from the crane style. You know, they have a bunch of different fighting styles named for animals, you know. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't know much about martial arts in the slightest, but I I, I remember that now you've said it. Because don't they have like in Kill, Kill Bill some kind of different kind of styles, like tiger style or something? Yeah, there's like, like, like tiger style. Like if you watch Kung Fu Panda, like the, all the animals are their style. Oh, <laughs> so, I see. So there's like tiger style and there's like mantis style. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So, yeah, I knew about that, obviously, and I I knew the basic story of the movie. I, I of course, did know the um, You're the Best Around song. (laughs) Yeah. Which is great. I love that. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. Yeah. (laughs) Janine, 
in the past you haven't been such a huge fan of incredibly over-the-top uh, 80s rock songs that are found in movies about teenagers and young people. <laughs> I mean, not so much. Not a fan. They just are so silly. They make me laugh. I love it. I love it. I love. I love this song. It's a great like song. I was watching. I was watching Scarface because, of course, we are yes. discussing that film on Friday. Oh, the music and Scarface. Now, push it to the limit. It's <laughs> such a good song. I love it. Which, I love it. It's great, but it's like the first time I heard that song. Like I forgot it was in the movie because I had seen Scarface like years ago, like one yeah. time. Um, but they did this ridiculous simpsons intro where like <laughs> it turns into this 80s cartoon like lacy and the lazy rider or whatever like night rider and they play that song and so i can't get this ridiculous 80s simpsons cartoon imagery out of my head when i hear that song so then in seeing it in the movie in scarface it just had me cracking up so these songs just sound like so ridiculous and are so over their time it just it makes me um a little giddy because it's just they're just so funny <laughs> like i know you don't like um saint elmo's fire either. oh i hate that song. one, that one why do you not like the song saint elmo's oh fire gosh, it's, it's a just, great song it's just so extra in the worst way <laughs> do you like um I suppose that's not of the same kind of style, but do you like Don't You Forget About Me from The Breakfast yes, Club? Yes, I love that song. <laughs> do you like the, the song that they all dance to in The Breakfast Club? Yes, I love that song too. What's different about those? I don't know. St. Elmo's Fire is just too much. And then the guy is just like, he's really <laughs> just going to town. Burning in rain. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> ah, so we've determined that it's actually the singing style that you don't yes, like. Yes, I think, I, think I think we've nailed it down. That's what it is. Right, because it is very similar, actually, that singing style to the singing style of you're the best around and nothing's going to ever keep you down. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I think just how it's used and um, I, I think I, I prefer that song better. I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, it, yeah, I, 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 I think you can put it on me that, like, I hate all 80s cheesy, you know, well, uh, okay, montage songs. Uh, it's just, yeah. Because most of them I, th I have a lot of fun with. But, like yeah. the songs from but, the Rocky movies yes. the montage songs from rocky do they're you like great. those they're, they're very I love similar hearts on fire that's a great one <laughs> so you're telling me that you like hearts on fire you like do you like uh what's it burning heart is that the one from rocky four yeah rocky four i think i think that's the ones from rocky four um what are, what are the ones from rocky are they oh, obviously i have the tiger Yes. Do you like that? What's different to those in St. Elmo's Fire? I don't know. I just don't like the beat of it. I think it's just really corny. And it was just like, it was a song where I hate, I don't think I like the songs where they force the movie title into the song. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair like enough. I like the Monster Squad, you know, dance until you drop song. You do. You like that? <laughs> That's a nonsense song. It is a very nonsense song. Yeah, I think it's when you it just feels very forced to be putting the movie's title in the in the song. Like Saint Elmo's fire is burning in me. That's just like what? <laughs> it's too much. I like it. 
But any this is not a conversation. <laughs> I know with 80s we totally movie just soundtracks. And 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 this is this is what we're talking about with your midweek nonsense. Midweek nonsense. <laughs> but it is not a conversation. We deliver. On that. We deliver. Um, but another thing that I kind of thought the Karate Kid was that it ended up not being was a little bit of you know kind of maybe having an attitude that doesn't appreciate or or villainizes um, Cobra Kai's winning mentality. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, in a a sporting sense. Because I I like that. I have that when it comes to sports and competition and that kind of stuff. So I didn't want the movie to kind of delve into, oh, well, no, you've got to, you know, have... You've got to be this plucky hearty kid who has no real business beating these fully trained people which is nice in a way we like i like that in a way um and i ended up liking it in the movie because the movie didn't end up going having the mentality of cobra kai is bad that's not what the movie is saying like there's nothing wrong with having that kind of mentality but it, when it go it's when it goes that extra step further into like you said before, into crease territory, yeah. where it then becomes violent. You know, there, there's there's a big difference between wanting and demanding to be the best of yourself in a sport or athletic event, mm-hmm. and then being violent and evil. Yeah, and then just being like a shitty person. Yeah, there's, which, there's difference there. <clears throat> which I will say, the show kind of does. Uh, explore things like that. So okay. I'm really, I'm really kind of with this kind of mindset that you're having now. I'm really excited to see your opinions when you we do get to the show and you can kind of see um, where things like that actually do kind of come into play. So okay, okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, that's that's what I thought it was going to be. So obviously the story didn't surprise me in the slightest because um, it's exactly the same i found it weird actually that it's a john g avildsen movie and it is basically just rocky for karate <laughs> karaki <laughs> karaki let's call it karaki karaki <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid yeah <laughs> the karaki kid because it is it's the same movie it is it's all the same structure and all the same beats absolutely 110 percent the same yeah. So how did Not you feel uh, about details, uh, structure? This version's Mickey. Like how did you feel about Mr. Miyagi? He's kind of uh, iconic in in He's in very culture. iconic, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So how do you feel he, about Pat Morita and, you know, his tutelage and his relationship with Daniel and all of that? He's really nice. He's really sweet. I loved him more when we get a little bit of emotional backstory to him mm-hmm. to be honest that like up to that point i was thinking yes okay you know that mr miyagi is a you know i, I found it difficult to understand what for a lot of it why the movie was is so well thought of and that's not because it's a bad movie that's because it's a very good movie I feel like 
and maybe it's just because it's for a certain age group of people, a certain type of people who found this movie at the absolute perfect age for them. Maybe it's yeah. that, that they just happen to love this movie and take it into their hearts and project that love on the world. Absolutely love people to do that, celebrating movies. That's what we're all about. But for a lot of it, I, I, I will say I was kind of finding it a little bit difficult to understand why this coming-of-age story, or not, well, why this coming-of-age underdog sports story above so many others, you know, because there is so many others. But what is it about this? Is it just because it's of this particular 1984 vibe? But then it had the emotion as well. Yeah, That's where I mean, it changed. I think, yeah, definitely it had a lot of emotion. And I think just something like karate is not like, you know, Possibly. It's, it's kind of like an outlier sport. So I think that's what made it yeah. a little bit unique. And we're dealing with young people. A lot of these kinds of sports stories deal with like, you know, older people or or more popular sports. So true, I think, true. I Maybe think, it's because it's very niche in that way. Yeah. And so you have your kind of romantic elements, too. And, um, you know, you get a lot of uh, things that, you know, people can relate to with Daniel's story, you know, moving away from home and, you know, not feeling like you fit in and, True. you know, being in a very popular place like uh, L.A., you know. I suppose that's something that, you know, Rocky doesn't have, is it? Rocky is absolutely Philadelphia through and through. Yeah. You know, it's not a fish out of water situation at all it is just a, it's a down and out person who is on his kind of last dream really and and full of heart and desire that's that's rocky yeah and then i think with karate kid daniel needs something just as much as you know uh, mr miyagi needs something exactly you know? they need kind of each other and they need that bond that they kind of grow because they both are kind of alone in, you know, their kind of situations. In that way, and I don't mean to keep comparing it to Rocky, but, you know, same director, same structure. It may, forgive yeah, me yeah, for keeping fair. comparing that's it fair. to Rocky. But I actually think the relationship, even just from this first movie, between Daniel and Miyagi, feels a little bit more meaningful than the relationship between Rocky and Mickey. Yeah. Because Rocky and Mickey, you get it, but Mickey doesn't need Rocky. He loves the fact that he's got Rocky, and he obviously cares a lot for Rocky, but he, there's other things going on in Mickey's life. Yeah. You know, he's got a whole gym full of boxers. He just happens to spot Rocky as being a... Well, it's Rocky that begs him, really, isn't it, I suppose, in, in yeah. Rocky. But and it's not like he has anything that he's really missing in his life, or we don't, no. really, get, we don't really hear about, you know, loss that he's suffered. Mickey and, seems you know, pretty content. Yeah, being alone and being on his own, whereas Mr. Miyagi, you know, he doesn't really have anything. So when he finds that he can give and impart knowledge that he has onto someone because yeah. he lost a child of his own... Um, that definitely adds to the heart and really strengthens that bond over kind of other movies in the same kind of vein. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I felt a lot more emotion between these two already in this in just this first movie, and that 
that scene where we actually find out Miyagi's backstory is really well acted yeah. from uh, Pat Morita, mm-hmm. to be fair. It's really emotionally done. And then um, when you're kind of going into the show, like you have to kind of hold on to what you're seeing here because obviously he's not in the show. So you have to kind of no. think about, you know. And I think they, I, I'm excited for you to see that because I, I, I really think they do a good job of honoring him and showing how much Daniel wants to have his legacy kind of live on. Yeah. Um, it's a good legacy. So it was, yeah. And it, it had been a while since I've seen this movie. So it was kind of great to, you know, after watching the show, for me, it was great to kind of go back and really see how strong that relationship was in just the first movie alone. So, um, yeah. You know, it, I it's clear. Relationship. It's clear even from this first movie that, that Miyagi's values are really, really positive. He's obviously very peaceful. But he's very kind of, he's very determined, he's very precise, Mm -hmm. but he's very caring and loving to an extent. He is a friend above being a, or he's a mentor above being a uh, military leader, isn't he? He's above being a leader, he's a mentor. Crease is a leader. I can't imagine Crease doing a lot of mentoring. No. But know, even or... like they have fun moments and silly moments and they laugh with each other. Like, you exactly. Can't see they're Kreese friends. laughing with anybody. No, they're friends. And they're friends first and foremost because he's the, you know, he's the fixer man, as they call him, of the like apartment complex, isn't he? Where, where they're living in, having just moved out to California. Um, that that's that's what Miyagi does. He he is leading a little bit of a sheltered, alone, lonely life, I suppose. But it's uh, he he seems instantly excited when he learns that Daniel likes karate. Yeah. Um, and and just cares for him throughout this whole movie. And then the final shot of the movie is him just giving a nodding smile of approval <laughs> which i like that's a, that's a wholesome image to end the movie on definitely um yeah i think they did a great job just building that whole relationship and like i said just the fact that you know you feel more like they both needed something from each other yeah um as opposed to kind of other kind of trainer trainee relationships um that are that don't have that kind of uh Wait, I think those sports movies where, you know, they both have suffered something or both have had a difficult journey and then they find each other kind of at the right time. Um, I think that definitely makes for a stronger uh, relationship. Definitely. In in terms of a, in terms of, you know, those movies then becoming about human relationships, they're much stronger for it if there is that element to it yeah um you can have movies about human relationships that don't find you know the the teacher and the student both absolutely needing each other and it can still be a very good teacher student relationship yeah but once you have this added emotion on it 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 adds to the emotion of the whole movie 
and the emotion doesn't then all come from one place, which sometimes, and Rocky does this, the emotion pretty much comes from all one place, and that's Rocky and his heart. Yeah. Like, is in Rocky, I'm talking Rocky 1, the first Rocky, and as wonderful as a movie it is, and I have no bad things to say about Rocky. I love Rocky. The emotion is the emotion is very Rocky centric. Nobody else really has a great deal of emotional story that isn't in some way related to Rocky. That's true. And the movie's called Rocky, sure, but this movie's <laughs> called The Karate Kid. So the you know they're both title characters in a way. No, it's not called. Danny, is it? Or oh, Daniel? I keep calling him Danny. At no nobody point in this him, movie no, is he called calls Danny. Him Danny. <laughs> he goes by Daniel. <laughs> Why do I keep calling him Danny? Who's called Danny, Janine? Who do we know that's called Danny in a movie <laughs> that I'm thinking of? I don't even remotely know. Oh, uh, but no, I, I, I really, really appreciated the unexpected emotion. That I found in this movie, definitely. And obviously, you, you know, as, as clever as these movies are in manipulating your emotions to, to want the plucky kid with a lot of heart to win, and then he does, yeah, it gets you, because the movie's been forcing that down your throat for the last two hours, but it's the movie's right to do that, you know? Yeah. I don't... I don't that, that's exactly what the movie should be doing, and it succeeded in doing that. I love... I love people with big hearts, you know? I think we I, all I, lo I love these characters that are, are like this. I like the character of Daniel a lot, to be fair, but I don't really understand why he's being bullied. Yeah, like, um, I get that he kind of stands up to a bully, and so that's ultimately why they kind of come for him especially well, possibly. and i mean in the romantic element uh, as well like he's taking the the main bully's kind of girlfriend um well that, that i mean i think ultimately johnny johnny boy as i'm gonna call him <laughs> has to get a grip of himself <laughs> doesn't want you anymore johnny so just, like, stop being so insecure about it and let people get on with their lives. It's not gonna, yes. It's not going to ruin your <laughs> life. Or is it, Janine? Or is it going to ruin his life? <laughs> yeah, I think this one event is going to ruin his whole life. Um, I mean, I don't think it's particularly this one event, but this kind of kicks off, like, you know, a not-so-great future for Johnny, as you'll see in Cobra Kai. Um... But, yeah, I feel like they do kind of target him just because of, you know, him interjecting himself into a situation. And, uh, you know, Johnny just kind of not just being taught to be ruthless in a fight, but to be ruthless, you know, in life. Well, that's true. Um, and, and so there's that's a difference kind of, there. Yeah, that's kind of what's in his head to kind of assert this dominance over people in any kind of situation. You shouldn't uh, be ruthless in real life. No, and that's but... not to say that sports aren't real life, but I mean in general life. You, you shouldn't be, yeah. because that's just being mean at yeah. that point. And then you end up being an angry, horrible, mean person that nobody likes. Um, nobody wants that. 
but absolutely be ruthless in a sporting sense. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I think that's why they do target him. Um, mostly because of Allie. So speaking of Allie, how did you feel about that whole young romance and her kind of, you know, the wrong side of the tracks type situation yeah. and almost an almost pretty in pink type situation? It is. <laughs> it's pretty in pink, but opposite. Yes. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose it is pretty in pink, but opposite. Yeah. Um, and pretty in pink is, is all about that. So you get the whole story of pretty in pink. In a mo- in in the Karate Kid, oh, how simplistic a movie must Pretty in Pink be? If you get that whole movie in another movie, and it still all works out fine. No, that's just I like Pretty in Pink. You've just reminded me of Pretty in Pink, Janine. I like that movie. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a fake John Hughes movie because <laughs> people think John Hughes directed it, but no, no, he didn't. He just produced it. Who directed Pretty in Pink, Janine? Drum roll. Drum roll. Howard you... Deutsch. <laughs> like, why do you do this to me? Because people I are gonna be like, know. no wonder she loses all the time <laughs> on the shoulder. She doesn't know anything. I'm training you. I'm training you. I am your Mr. Miyagi. I am your <laughs> tiny little Japanese man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a tiny little Japanese man, but I do have nice facial hair. As does Pat Morita. He does. Applause um, to Pat Morita's facial hair. <laughs> Not so, applause yeah. to Pat Morita's hairline on his head. Stop it's this. questionable. Pat Morita. He's, <laughs> he's supposed to... He calls himself an old man. Like He does. He is an old man. He doesn't man. need hair on his head to do those sweet, sweet karate moves. He doesn't. Okay. The, the wax on, wax off, the sand the floor... The he, paint took the out, he took out teenage kids. Like, he did. He did, to be fair to him. way bigger and meaner than him. <laughs> and younger. He is, he's an icon. He is an icon. I can see why now. I can. There was times in this movie where I couldn't quite see it. But then, like I said, I got the added emotion as well. He became a deep character when I thought he might only be a relatively two-dimensional character but he wasn't he's much more than that and i see that now people i see that now lovers of the karate kid i understand you that is the point of this show to open your eyes to uh, things you may not have realized um but (laughs) we again we again you know went off on a little bit of a tangent so the alley daniel relationship how did you feel about all of that I mean, I like it. It seems very wholesome. It seems like she doesn't care. Is it Elizabeth Shue? It is Elizabeth Shue. She doesn't care, does she? Like any respectable person, she doesn't care, like, what class this, you know, this other person's from. I just like them for the person they are, which is how we should all feel about everyone. Like, Like or dislike a person for the person they are, not for where they come from, not for where they grew up, not for who, not for, you know, what what colour of skin they have. I mean, that's obviously the stupidest one. Um, there's so many stupid reasons to not like somebody. Yeah. But, like, the only reasonable reason to not like somebody is because of the person they are inside. 
So it makes total sense. I like this romance. It's a fun little romance. Um, it brings some emotion of its own. I think it's, it leads to some funny moments as well. But it also leads to some quite nasty moments for poor old Daniel when he keeps getting jumped by all the Cobra Kai motorcycle people. Yeah, but then I think also he seems to care more than she does at times because of his own insecurities about how other people make him feel about it. And he's Which he, he it, it's hard for him at times to see that she doesn't care because everyone else seems to care. So like even when they're having a nice date and they have a nice time and then all her friends like roll up in the rich cars like, hey, come take a ride with us. And then she's like, no. And he gets really kind of insecure about that. Well, you could have gone with them if you wanted. You could have gone with them. You didn't have to stay with me. And she's like, I wanted to stay with you. And him just kind of not getting that because he's just letting, you know, I understand he thinks that people completely. see him take over and he can't really let himself even see that she does not care. So. Being insecure about what you think people think of you is something that's highly relatable for for poor old Morgan. Not poor old Morgan, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Me. Yes. Um, so I get that totally. I get that totally. Um, it makes it a more believable relationship as well. I think that you have these differences and not everything is absolutely, you know, peachy and rosy and all good stuff all the time. Yeah. Um. There's a, there's a little bit of insecurity there, which people have. That's a real human being there. Like I said, the movie's way deeper into real human emotions and drama that I, I didn't... I don't know why I didn't think it was going to be in there. For some reason, I just had this image of an incredibly... Just superficial easy kind of sports kind of, story, basically. Yeah. And I don't know why, I don't know why. Maybe because, maybe because it falls into that category of people have pounded this movie over Morgan's head his entire life. You have to watch The Karate Kid, you have to watch The Karate Kid, which obviously people know me at this point, don't they? <laughs> Hopefully, if you don't, hi, I'm Morgan, I don't watch things people tell me to watch over and over again because I'm stubborn and horrible. And that's why this show was born, so I it can is. have the power to do just Because that. we do it for a show, that's why I do it. If we didn't do the show, I wouldn't have watched any of these. Well, I would have probably watched some of them, but I wouldn't have watched most of them, would I? Just out of pure stubbornness. Out of pure stubbornness. That is a fact. And we're not going to change that unfortunately because I'm too stubborn to change that I can change some things but not that, that's very what is, important what does Rocky say? no I'm not doing the Rocky 4 stupid Oh, let, okay let me try and do my uh, Stallone impression and make it not offensive no I'm not even going to try I'm not even going to try, my Stallone impression is horrible no if I can change and you can change, then we all can change, can't we? <laughs> Communism. Yes, Morgan, no, so you Rocky. can change and, not, and watch movies that you don't want to watch. <laughs> I do, Janine, we've been going for over 100 episodes. Exactly. Come on, give me credit. So, exactly, that line is perfect. <laughs> the line, that change. line is the most not perfect line. That line is the most cheese ball of cheese ball lines. You... 
you is that think. that that line is the equivalent to the Saint Elmo's Fire song? It isn't because the Saint Elmo's Fire song is way better. <laughs> no, gosh, no, it's it's terrible cheese all over the place. <laughs> but Rocky Four, Rocky Four, Janine Drago has a winning mentality. <laughs> he does. He's a little. Is is Drago necessarily evil himself? Just putting that out there. Oh, well, or I think. <laughs> is it Drago's trainers that inject him with the steroids? He he can't help being six foot seventeen and built like a man mountain, and he, he can't help. I mean, yes, okay, he maybe took the Apollo Creed fight a little bit too far by actually killing him. And I mean, he did say the line, if he dies, he dies. He did. Like, are That's you a okay? Good point. Are you okay with, like, no. being the best, even if it consists of murder? No, no, okay, fair enough. Drago <laughs> is evil because he doesn't care about life and death. So I will give you that one for some reason. I did forget about that. I don't know why. Don't hate me. Um, that is true. Fair enough, Janine. Fair enough. But Fair enough. in The Karate Kid, when our uh, quote-unquote you know, antagonist is defeated, yes. he, he does actually say, you know, you're okay, guy. You're okay. He does. You're okay, Daniel. You're okay. And he does it immediately after he's lost, which is something like I'm not... I'm not too sure about that, actually, at the end of the movie. Johnny just getting straight up after this crane kick and being all like, You're all right, LaRusso. No, you'd be really annoyed and sad. I would be storming off. I'd be going, nah, nah, I'm upset. Like, I get the message they were trying to send, and they were really trying to be like, it's the teacher, not the student. So obviously, didn't want to do these things. You know, there was the hesitance about wanting to sweep the leg um, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I feel like even in that instance, somebody like uh, Johnny would still be annoyed and frustrated at a loss like that. You'd and think particularly so. having this narrative over the years of, you know, maybe Johnny was the protagonist so much that like they made a show out of that concept. Yeah. It would have made more sense for him to maybe have some level of respect for Daniel but also be pissed for losing. Because I think he, so. even without Kreese, he seems to be just generally a very competitive person anyway, and a very disciplined person to want to even learn something like this. So, I mean, while it was a great message, and it was, you know, kind of how these movies typically end, you know. Um, Absolutely, I, it's very I think typical. In kind of now watching Cobra Kai, I feel like it would have made sense to have him... At least be slightly frustrated with a loss in the competition aspect side of it. Yeah. Like, because even... <clears throat> but again, then, even... you know, if you can look at it from the aspect of, well, maybe he feels bad because, you know, he let Chris talk him into sweeping the leg Possibly. and doing something yeah. somewhat wrong. So he feels good. And he even, knew it was even, wrong. Yes, and he knew it was wrong. So even though he did something wrong that he felt bad for, Daniel still was able to get the win. So, yeah, I mean, in true. that aspect, fair maybe enough. that's how you can look at it. Fair enough, fair enough. I do like, you know, I, I do like the uh, the all-state karate competition. 
No. Yes. Or championship or whatever it's called. Richard, People are going to hate me now that I don't know <laughs> the exact name of the well, competition. It does come back in the show quite a bit. It's a big okay. kind of plot point. So. Um, but I do like all that. I mean, it's it's done in a little bit of a montage way, which is nice. You get the song. Yes. You get the song and all that. I was waiting for the song, Janine. I didn't know when it was going to turn up. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I know, like we um, had other montages and that's song. We did, and I was like, Where, where's the song? <clears throat> Great, actually, I'll bring this up. All the montages, the general training montages where Daniel's becoming really kind of competent in his balancing and doing all these moves with his arms and his wax on and wax off situation. There's a lot of famous lines in this movie like that isn't there i suppose as well mm-hmm. which is nice they've gone down in history um and like we discussed before we can understand why this movie is so loved and in a movie that is so loved by so many people and by a particularly kind of fanatic not fanatic in terms, not in a bad way but fanatic in a loving way um group of people you can see why certain lines from this movie have had a life outside of the movie. Yeah. You know, like wax on, wax off. I have always, I feel like I've always known since I knew, since I really got into movies that wax on, wax off. Oh yeah, that's the karate kid. That's just a thing that people tend to know, isn't it? I think if you yeah. remotely like movies um, and um, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. It, oh, yeah, that's a karate kid. It could be anything. It could be a football movie. You know, it could be a basketball movie. You, you know, you can sweep your leg in, in any spot. It could be a hockey movie. There's not many yeah. hockey movies, but it could be. <laughs> but no, everybody knows that's from the karate kid. But how did you feel about seeing those things play out? Like, how did you feel about, you know, like, you knew about wax on, wax off. How did you I feel? love the training. I love Yes. It. How did you feel about that whole kind of, that's how he's training clever. him. He used, like, these chores to build up this muscle memory kind of situation in it's order for him to learn how to fight. It's very clever from Mr. Miyagi because not only does he successfully train Daniel, but he also gets him to do all the work that he doesn't want to do himself. <laughs> He's very clever. Which they do He's make very a lot clever. of fun in jokes in the show about. So He's a shrewd man, Mr. <laughs> yes. Miyagi. He's a very shrewd man. He, uh, he not only spots a karate prodigy, but he also spots a workman. Yes. And a bit of, a bit of, ha- uh, a bit of help for around the house. Exactly. That's what he spots as well. Killing two I can, birds. I can force this <laughs> child to paint my fences but in the meantime teach him karate because it's the same motion painting the fence painting the fence wax on wax off sanding Sanding the the floors yeah sanding the floors i'm gonna be doing this all night now i'm not you'll be a karate expert by morning i won't (laughs) i will not even remotely can you imagine me trying to do any of this no <laughs> especially since you can't even say karate <laughs> no i can't even say the damn thing properly karate 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 <laughs> forgive my accent um it's beautiful i re- you know what there, there was one particular shot that i really liked and it's that silhouette shot of daniel stood on the boat oh doing yeah his wax on wax off and it's the sunset in the background mm-hmm. beautiful 
absolutely beautiful shot. Love that. And that comes in a whole montage, doesn't it? Um, I love I mean, that. Practicing the crane moves on the stump. That's like a big, that yes. silhouette is huge as well. Like they've used it. Like I remember seeing that in Hercules and I was like. Yeah, so they do that actually, kind of, don't they? Yeah, when uh, Hercules is training, they use all of that. So definitely very iconic pop culture imagery and I liked, lines. I liked seeing Miyagi do the uh, do the crane on the uh, yeah, on the stump, stump as well yeah. beforehand, and he was like, um, Daniel was like, "What was that you doing?" No, no, no. and Miyagi Miyagi's saying, "No, first you have to figure out how to." He's like basically. You need to learn to walk before you can run, Daniel. Yes. Don't get ahead of yourself, you know. Exactly. And then he goes over to those dudes on the truck and smashes the bottles, like, in half with his hand. Yeah. And Daniel's fascinated. He's like, how did you do that? And he's just like, I don't know. That was my first time doing that. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that before. <laughs> I've done that before. Wanting yeah. to catch the fly in the chopsticks. Like stuff like that is just kind of stuff you've heard of and you know. Um, I do like watching such famous movies for the first time because you get to see all these famous things in How context. How they play out. Yes. That's, that's, and it that's, is interesting. That's my favorite part of doing like these big franchises for the show because, yeah, then you kind of get the context that you were missing from all these like really popular things. Yeah. Um, so now it kind of means something to you and it's not just this uh, random, you know, thing on a not t-shirt. Not at all. <laughs> it's like... Not a, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I really like the the birthday present. That yes. Miyagi gives to uh, gives to Daniel. Not the car. The car comes second to the uh, clothes. I don't know what the correct term um, for it is. I, I mean, I think it's called a gi. It's like what the karate outfit is called. It's a gi, I believe. A karate um, outfit. Yes, I with... believe it's a gi with the embroidery on the back that yes. his wife had done for him. Oh, yeah, all those years ago. Before his wife sadly passed away. Which is very sad. I'm still caught up on that. It was very sad. Yes. It, was, it was sadness that I was not expecting in this movie. Yeah. It was. But I appreciated it more so for having that in. Absolutely. Uh, but no, I, I, I really did like this. I really did like this. Because I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Simply because it was a deeper movie than I thought it was going to be. Which awesome. is a good thing. It's always a good thing. Um, so I will, I will give it a hell of a lot of credit for making me enjoy it. Well done, the Karate Kid. Yay. Well done. I didn't think it'd be as long as it was, though. I don't know why I'd never looked at any the sort run of the runtime of the Karate Kid. I did not envision it as a two-hour movie. But it is. I mean, it's not like a long movie, is it? But I maybe figured a straight 145. I mean, that's 50 minutes, though. Ultimately, it's nothing, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not going to make <laughs> or break anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway. It's lovely. I, I, I really did. I enjoyed this movie. Plenty of exciting uh, things going on. Just exciting to... See, like I said, the, the, the famous things in context. And, uh, and to get the 
level of emotion we get from the human relationships as well as the general regular kind of underdog underdog story story yeah which i want to see a sports movie that's truly about domination that's not a documentary but that's just about an absolutely dominant force that's not an underdog story because god you can name sports movies that are underdog stories rapid fire but you can't name really any that aren't that can you off the top of your head can you think of a sports movie that isn't somewhat of an underdog story and maybe somebody shouting one out i mean i think yeah i can't even think i think the most we would get is like somebody who was at the top of their game at one point in time and then they kind of have a fall from grace and have to kind of come back yeah okay there you go but so maybe maybe that's like the wrestler or something like that but okay so you have that aspect of it as well which fair enough a lot of sports movies do fall into that as well but you never seem to have i mean maybe because it's not that interesting of a story because it's so simplistic because oh well you're just winning all the time that's boring i mean maybe it's kind of that (laughs) but the cutting edge is far more interested in being a rom-com janine (laughs) i just the way you find ways to bring up shrek on the main show Yes. Particularly with Nolan, <laughs> is the way I try to incorporate the cutting edge just randomly. So let I don't, me have I that. Don't disagree let though, me there. have that. <laughs> to be fair, though, yeah, to be fair, in the cutting man, no, but no, because he has to learn figure skating. He's a good skater, but he's a good hockey player. But he has to learn figure skating, so it's a training movie. It's not an yeah. underdog movie, but it's but a also Kate in that movie. aspect. She's a great skater. She has won, but she hasn't quite gotten there. So she's not technically really an underdog. She's just no. Needs, she just oh, well, needs no. the right partner. <laughs> That's true. Much like Daniel and Mister Miyagi, they just yes. need each other. That was so smooth, Morgan. Such a smooth segue back into the... (laughs) Equally as important as a romantic pairing (laughs) is Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. He says, I "I love you, Mr. Miyagi. (laughs) And Mr. Miyagi says, what does he say, Janine? Just remember who said it first. (laughs) He does. That is exactly what Mr. Miyagi says. That's the Karate Kid Part 2, which we are going to be watching next week, but it definitely, definitely ends with that. I love you, Mr. Miyagi. Just remember who said it first, Daniel (laughs) Sam. That's how the movie ends. Yes, perfect. Like the cutting edge, brilliant. I love it. Um, But yeah, anything else we want to say about the Karate Kid, Janine? Um, just really great to revisit this movie. It had been kind of a little bit since I've seen it, but of course I obviously binged the hell out of Cobra Kai. So yeah, yeah, in somebody who knows the show, um, it was really great to kind of see how that bond started and really to see how the show has appreciated, you know, the memory of that relationship. Um, so yeah, and I'm really excited to get into the rest of this series because I've only seen the, uh, second and third movie, like once or twice long ago as well so so that is um, what we're that is what we are doing just if if it wasn't clear for everybody 
what movies are we covering in this Karate Kid franchise, Janine? So we'll be moving on to Karate Kid 2, Karate Kid 3, and the next Karate Kid. Not the Jaden Smith one. Not the Jaden Smith one. No, but we will be doing the Hilary Swank one as it's still Mr. Miyagi, so it's in the same universe. So Mr. Miyagi's in all of these movies? Yes. Lovely stuff. He's my favourite. He's so wholesome. <laughs> yes, he's great. I love him. He's... I know people people think he's like Yoda, don't they? Do people <laughs> I don't think, think he's I've like ever, Yoda to Luke I don't Skywalker? think I've ever heard that, but I mean, I, just because I, I he's get tiny? That. I get that. <laughs> he's fierce and tiny. <laughs> he's fierce and tiny and can and he's a obliterate <laughs> groups of people in his he, own skill. And he is funny. funny. Yes. He is funny. Um, I don't know. I don't, I've, I've heard people call Mr. Miyagi Yoda or Yoda Mr. Miyagi. In the uh, in the past, though, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a who fair, do you prefer? I think it's a fair comparison. Who do you prefer, people? Who do you prefer, <laughs> Janine, Yoda, or Mister Miyagi? I actually think I prefer Mister Miyagi, just because there's more Ooh. there's more depth there, um, and you know, real pain and things he's been through. Yeah, there is to, to be overcome. fair. I mean, Yoda just kind of <laughs> makes a mess of everything and imparts wisdom we don't know where that wisdom comes from yoda yeah don't know where it comes from it's just built in you isn't it there it is that's what we're led to believe (laughs) we don't know none of yoda's backstory and apparently according to star wars we don't ever need to which is probably a good thing yeah but then also you've got um what's his face grogu (laughs) he's a young yoda he's not yoda but people call him baby yoda He's just a younger version. So maybe we'll see the growth of how a Yoda creature, because I still don't know what they're called, Yeah. how it becomes... We don't um, even get that. (laughs) We don't even get that. Becomes a fully-fledged Jedi Master. But we're not talking about Star Wars. We're not allowed to talk about Star Wars. Stop (laughs) me from talking about Star Wars, Janine. We will get death threats. Yes, the Karate Kid. It's great. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you... Uh, got to get the context for all of the the big things that you knew were yeah. in this movie. Um, and yeah, I'm glad you kind of saw it as more than just um, you know, a very surface level. I am movie. too. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited to get further into this franchise though now because having now watched the first movie, you know, you're just going to get more story from here. I'm excited to see if. The Karate Kid 2 does what all good sequels should do, is further the story and expand the world. Definitely. Which I hope that it does do that. I don't know, obviously. I haven't seen it yet. That's coming next week. Um, So yeah, there's four episodes in this series, isn't there? Yes. Um, For these four Karate Kid movies. Not the Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan one. Not that one. That's the remake. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be doing our stuff on Cobra Kai on the, uh, some nice discussions on the YouTube channel. It's a wonderful podcast YouTube channel, won't we? So it's a full Karate Kid extravaganza. Woo-hoo. We like that. I always like that. But yay, applause for the Karate Kid. I am very excited to get further into the franchise. I am. And look, it's frankly just another movie that I can now tick off the list of 
Morgan has seen that very famous movie that he was a little bit ashamed he hadn't seen, but he's too <laughs> stubborn to actually see it. Unless yes. it's for a good reason, like Morgan hasn't seen. And what better reason to watch a movie, Janine, than for Morgan hasn't seen? It's for me, personally, I mean, maybe not for you. <laughs> I'm sure you have much more interesting reasons to watch a movie. But for me, this is probably it. Because there are always stuff that I haven't seen. Like, it's not like the main show. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the main show is stuff I haven't seen, but a lot of the main show is also stuff that I have seen and know well and get excited about. This is all new to me. That's what this show is all about. It's great. Love it. Yay. Yay. Well, this isn't the only show we have on this It's a Wonderful podcast feed, is it, Janine? What else do we have got going on? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Of course, we have Machine Mondays every Monday with me, Janine the Machine, talking all things Schmodown. We have a bunch of matches that we discussed on Monday's episode, so please check it out. Um, And of course, on Friday, we have the main show. It's a wonderful podcast. Uh, I switch off hosting duties every other week with Nolan Dean, and Morgan is the constant host over there. We talk classic films, and we are doing our pre-code March, where we are talking Uh, movies uh from the pre-code era of film so 1930 to 1934 yes we if you talking... want to be specific about it we are doing a pretty fun retrospective of scarface talking yeah the uh original version and the uh remake so check it out that is the paul <laughs> mooney 1932 scarface and of course the Potentially more famous Al Pacino 1983 Brian (laughs) De Palma version. Um, It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun episode of the main show on Friday, definitely. But there you go. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered here on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. You can find the feed. All places podcasts are found. That is Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, whole bunch of others, absolutely everywhere. It's going to be there. Don't worry. It's going to be there. Or just on Twitter, of course, at It's A Wonderful One. You can find me on Twitter at the Purple Dom with the three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. Or on Instagram at just the Purple Dom. Like we've said many a times, we have the It's A Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel, so go like the video, subscribe over there for all the good stuff that's coming and is already on there, including, of course, the watch-alongs, which we love so much. They're the, they're a staple, a staple of the It's A Wonderful Podcast <laughs> YouTube channel. Um, Janine, all your good stuff is where... You can find me at Janine Debean underscore on Twitter and Janine Debean on Instagram. Uh, check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com. We have some fun stuff over there, fun videos, uh, bonus content. You get to vote in polls. You get monthly artwork. We do fun Sunday live streams with our patrons, all kinds of crazy fun stuff. So please come hang out with us and find the tier that's right for you on the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. Again, at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com. Also, if you want to get any merch for any of our shows or check out any of my artwork, you can find all of that in my Tee Public shop at G9 Design. There you go. I think that's going to do it. Janina, I, I was going to ask you to do it in a particular voice, but then I thought better of it. <laughs> yeah, probably Then not. I thought better of it. I thought it's probably not really appropriate. Mm, probably not. So, 
Just do it in a very excitable... In fact, do it... Do you know what? Do it in an impression of Sensei Crease. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could... You have uh, to be evil. Okay, so just do a really evil voice. <laughs> an evil voice. Three, two, one. No mercy. Bye. Wax on, wax off. <laughs>